Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. We have very exciting news. Schoolhouse Rocked, the homeschool revolution is releasing on Friday, November 12th. Our team is hard at work getting things together for this important day. So this week, we want you to enjoy this best of episode with Jenny Urich from 1000 Hours Outside. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter so you can be the first to know how to watch this exciting film when it's released. Subscribe at schoolhouserocked.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with Jenny Urich from 1000 Hours Outside. And we were having such a great conversation and I was not done talking about outdoor time. So we are back again for a third part of this episode. And it's so much fun. Jenny, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I'm, I'm loving this conversation. I love talking about the outdoors and, and the importance of having our kids outside. Because again, I, I talked about this in the, the last episode. This is something that really has been a new thing for me. And and I still, I struggle with it, to be honest with you. I forget. That's the thing is, mm-hmm. is I get so wrapped up in my day and I get so wrapped up in the, um, you know, schoolwork and even reading. I mean, we love to read together as a family and and I, at the end of the day, so many times I find myself going, well, you know, we, we've been inside like all day today and we spent time together. We read together. We played games together. We, we were together as a family, but we went outside to check the mail. I mean, like that was <laughs> the extent of our outdoor time. Um, and you know, as we're recording this, it is pretty cold. You're in Michigan. I mm-hmm. am right now currently in Georgia. I'm in coastal Georgia, so it's it's fairly warm there. Today's a little bit chilly, uh, but it's it can be difficult to get outdoors when you live in an area that is very cold and maybe there's piles of snow outside or maybe it's raining. And so how do you implement outdoor time in the midst of weather that doesn't welcome with an open arm people being outside? Mm-hmm. I, well, I don't like being uncomfortable. Me neither. Um, either. <laughs> um, so it, it is a thing. And um, and I begrudgingly go outside a whole lot. Even with this sort of journey on getting morning sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, um, every morning I'm annoyed. Because I'm, like, oh, I'm trying to get the laundry done. And I'm like, oh, but I committed to go outside. And so it's it's sort of always that. There's always that push and pull of not really wanting to go, but then afterward being glad that we went. Yeah. And um, so I read this book that really changed my perspective. It's called There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather. Okay. Wow. Um, by Linda McGurk. And she, um, I think she grew up in Sweden. I hope if she listens to this, that she's not mad if I'm wrong. But, um, <laughs> you know, she talks about how in other areas of the world, they don't really view it as bad weather, good weather. They just change their clothes. Hmm. And... And so what it did was it opened my eyes 
to look for what each season provides that's special and that's unique. Mm-hmm. And so this has been our journey for the past couple years, which is sort of embracing. Um, so here in Michigan in the winter, like we were sledding today and we built snowmen and we built snow lanterns and we make these beautiful ornaments out of ice and we hang them wow. in our trees and we're able to go um, look for animal tracks in the snow. And when all the leaves fall, you can really see through these different areas that maybe normally you couldn't see through. Um, you know, we do, we started doing winter bonfires, which is just unique and special. Yeah. And I think, I think it parallels the Bible, you know, to talk about, it, it affords us opportunities to say, what does this season provide? Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's hard in some aspects, um, but, but there's always good. And, and that sort of our life goes through different seasons. And so, and so I'm glad that we have winter, you yeah. know, and we're warm enough, you know, we, we layer, God made wool. Wool is like a coiled hair that traps heat. Yeah. So, yeah. When you wear wool against your skin, it it traps your body heat in. It actually creates heat. This is so crazy. There's a chemical reaction that happens when you sweat that the hydrogen bond breaks off of the water, your sweat water, and it combines with the wool fiber and it generates heat. Interesting. So two pounds of wool makes as much heat as an electric blanket. So God has provided for us these elements to make it work. Yeah. And and what's so cool is that no matter where you live, um, there are things that are going to engage the children and help them to develop. You know, it doesn't matter if, if you live in Alaska or, you know, if you live in Hawaii right. or Florida in Miami, you know, whatever is there works. And um, there's a concept called heavy work which is anything that like gives um, input to the joints. Heavy work is like, you know, when a kid wants to carry the log to the fire or, you know, they, they're they hiking up the hill and, it, and it's putting a lot of pressure on their joints and it helps develop what's called their proprioception huh. sense. Um, so interesting, there's all these senses right. I didn't even know about, right? right? There's the vestibular sense. Um, and, and all of these like help the other senses develop. So anyway, you know, in the winter, pushing big snowballs to make a snowman is heavy work yeah. and and it helps the kids develop this proprioception or or marching up the steep hill in the steep snow in the deep snow pulling a sled you know that's heavy work so each of the seasons provides yeah. it provides special things and so that's been a mindset change for us is to try and embrace what can we do now that we couldn't you know couldn't do another season yeah so you have just this kind of 1000 hours outside challenge and you talked mm-hmm. about a chart that you have on your yes. website right so people can just yes. download the chart mm-hmm. and check off as yep, they it's spend a free time download and and it is you just put it right up on your fridge yeah. or some people have it you know right when they walk in the door and um it's just a way to model balance for mm-hmm. our kids i think modeling is one of the most important things that we do yes. um and it's going to be harder for them you have a 15 year old if she's a mom in a decade yep. you know the screens are becoming more and more pervasive yes there's you can get a refrigerator with a screen right on it. right you know, i've seen those at costco Crazy. so it's going to be harder even harder i think for them to yeah. balance and so what i'm doing with my kids is i'm teaching look yeah screens are fun but you have to balance right you, you know you have to include real life um 
hands-on experiences and then they get it, you know, it sinks into their soul. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows them where your priorities are. So even just to have that Mm -hmm. simple chart up on your refrigerator or somewhere else where they can see it, they see, oh, this is a priority in our family is to spend time outside. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to print that chart. I'm not promising a thousand hours, but that's okay. And we talk (laughs) about 500. It's just about intention. We have a 100 chart. Even just to try it out, yeah. I think the biggest thing that you learn when you're paying attention to how much time you spend outside, you you realize how much kids get out of it. Mm-hmm. Even if you do a 15 minute walk around your neighborhood, right. and and they and they, you know, it helps their eyesight because they see the little ant right. and they see the bird fluttering. I mean, all of these small things sure. add up to a lot of big things. And um, paying attention to the time, even if it's just for a month, where you kind of are aware of it. Yeah. Uh, it's eye-opening. Sure. Well, and even building relationships with people who are your neighbors. You know, that's one thing we have found when we go for family walks is you pass the same people and over and over again. And typically, you know, you'll see the same neighbors outside in their garages or sitting on their front porch. Mm-hmm. And um, over time, you kind of get to know people. And it's really fun to get to know who your neighbors are and important in this day and age mm-hmm. to know uh, what kind of people are surrounding you. So sure. um, that is exciting. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Jenny Urich talking about outdoors and the importance of outdoor play. So talk really quickly about free play versus structured play. Um, Well, free play is you know, anything that the child leads, the child directs and structured play is um, anything that the adult directs. And I think that we're really heavy handed on adult directed activities. Mm -hmm. Um, I think school obviously is that. And, and I think even as homeschool parents, um, you know, we feel more comfortable when we can check the boxes and when we direct the activities. Um, But you know, when you look at how a child develops, especially especially in infancy, we're directing none of that. Yeah. And yet their instincts are driving them on. And I think that in time, we, we run the risk of killing that instinct mm-hmm. if there's too much adult direction. And so, you know, there's not a program out there that um, could help an infant learn to crawl. Right. You know, you, they have their own personal feedback loop and they learn from mastery. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they learn language, they learn, they master it in just a couple years. And the things that drive them to do that, those are the instincts that God gave them. Those do not go away, right. you know, and, and that leans a little more unschooling-ish. But over time, I have lessened adult direction and increased um, what what the child is pursuing um, like, so for example, if my kids are outside and they're playing some sort of a game that they created, I would normally have called them in and said, oh, it's one o'clock. It's math time. Right. You know, I don't do that anymore. Hmm. And I say, well, I can do, I can do math time after dinner, right. you know, or, um, 
and that's been a, that's been a homeschooling sort of. I think everybody has those things. Sure. Right? Your homeschool morphs over time. The more that you learn, yeah. There's a lot of value in what the child brings to the table. Yeah, yeah, because they know naturally what their bodies mm-hmm. want to do and and mm-hmm. uh, and how they want to explore because God created them that way. So imagine mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's easier. It's easier. Yeah. I think that's the biggest message is that it's easier than we make it out to be. Right. You know, he, God says our his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And and we look at parenting as, and we're afraid and we're overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I think God says, hey, hey, I provided for you. Yep. You know, you take them out, take your books out, you know, yep. go sit on, go sit on the picnic blanket and read your books and enjoy each other. Yeah. And, you know, your kids are going to develop yep. in the way that they're meant to develop. Yep. Yep. Love it. Okay. Last question. What are some stories? Cause I know you've got some good stories of things that you've heard from people who have implemented your philosophy of spending 1000 hours outside. What are some fun stories that you've heard? You know, I get the feedback is the same. It's like every single person's feedback is the same. It's just, it's not me and it's not the program. It's God's creation, mm-hmm. you know, it's so powerful. And so I think the thing that people say most often um, that strikes me as they say, we would have missed these moments yeah. if not for this journey, we would have missed. And I think that's the truth because when you're intentionally including this time, then you do have, you know, and the experiences are so varied right. um, from family to family and location to location, but there's still these beautiful, touching, memorable things that last with you for a lifetime. And I think because yeah. outside it hits all of our senses we tend to remember those outside things more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember as a child going to my great uncle's farm and there was no toys and it was down in West Virginia. Um, but I loved it. There was kittens and we could fish and there were cows and, you know, and you remember that And my mom, my mom would probably be sad, but like more than the museum. Right. You know, I remember the simple free things um, camping with my dad mm-hmm. and, you know, at the church camp out, they did a father daughter camping thing. And I remember all of that, yeah. you know, so much more than some of the other things. So, um, you know, when we incorporate that, it, we're, we're building these like foundational memory pillars, yeah. you yeah. know, for our kids for a lifetime. Sure. And what a great thing for our kids to be able to be building those memories together, you know, because again, Mm -hmm. I mean, as siblings, once, you know, when they're sitting around the Christmas table with their families, you know, they're going to reminisce about the things that they did outside. And remember that time we went camping and, you know, mom dropped the tent on her head or, you know, whatever the fun stories would be. Um, Yeah. Our kids are going to remember those things. I was on her podcast a while back and she was talking about how she learned in once her kids became adults, that they had these like societies that they were right. forming out in the woods and they had this whole, they had a currency system or, you know, she was nice. kind of recounting that she didn't even know was happening, yeah. you know, but then they had the kids themselves had formed these memories together. Yeah. Yeah. So Every time I'm on a podcast, actually, I hear people's stories about their own childhoods and, yep. and everyone has glowing memories about their outdoor experiences. Yeah. Unless they didn't have any like me. <laughs> sure. But sure. I have good, <laughs> I, I'm building good memories with my kids. Um, right. 
now of being outdoors Mm -hmm. and and I'm loving it. So, wow, Jenny, you are such a blessing. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your encouragement and your wisdom and all the knowledge that you have about the importance of spending time outdoors. I want to encourage our listeners, go to Jenny's website, 1000hoursoutside.com. And are are the forms free? Are they just a free download? So along the top, there's there's track it says trackers so okay. actually you can even da- print out um for one month to, to see if you get outside before okay. noon every day so there's a sunlight before noon we have i don't know when your thing goes up but we have an outdoor activity advent calendar oh, fun so there's a lot of free little downloads on there okay um, that are encouraging and, and motivating that is fantastic we will of course put links to those things in the show notes so check those out and um you guys i hope you're encouraged take your kids outside even in the winter even when it's cold I know it just seems so unnatural to, at least for me, it does to go outside when it's freezing cold outside. I I think of, do you remember the story? Uh, I mean, the movie, A Christmas Story with little Ralphie mm-hmm. and, you know, you'll see dry out. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, but, you know, I, I imagine his little brother, Randy, with his snow clothes on. He's like, I can't put my arms down. <laughs> like, that's what I imagine it being like living in the snow and having to go outside <laughs> to play in the snow. Um, and even if it is like that, it's okay. We can bundle up. And I love that you said you you dress for the weather, you dress for the season because it's what we do in the summertime. It should be what we do in the wintertime too. So I am going to try really hard to get outside more. I, I love right. being outside. I love it. It just is is something I have to be very intentional about doing with my girls. And I so. think we all do. I think we all yeah. do. It's easy to fill life with other things. It really is. It really is. And the other things are important and worthwhile. Yep. Right. So it's all about balance. We all have to be intentional. Yep. Yep. It's all about balance. It's all about figuring out what the most important things are each day, but balancing those things out so that you're getting kind of the, the best of everything and giving your kids the best of everything that you can possibly give. We can't do it all. There's not enough time in the day to do all the things that we want to do with our kids, but we can be intentional about doing some things each day with them. So mm-hmm. thank you for your encouragement with that. And thank you guys so much for listening uh, this week. I've really enjoyed this conversation with Jenny and hope you will go to her website. And once again, I know we've talked about this lots of times on the podcast, but please, please, please leave a review for the podcast. Go to, um, well, iTunes is the best way to do it. It's kind of a hassle to do that. I know, but we would love it if you would take the time to do that so people can learn about it. And we would love for you to also pray about just giving to the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked. God is doing amazing things through this ministry, and we are so grateful for our listeners. It is such a privilege for us to be able to bring this podcast to you as well as the rest of the ministry. And uh, we are always in need of financial support. So if you would like to support us financially, go to schoolhouserocked.com slash support, and that will take you right to our donation page. You can actually make a tax deductible donation on that page. So thanks you guys for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and we will see you back here on Monday. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.